Hey, welcome to the podcast. This is The Surge Effect, and I'm your host, Mike Surge. This podcast will be talking about anything and everything, life in general to current events and past events, and all things about this beautiful and wonderful world that we live in. And this podcast, well, it'll probably have an effect on you. Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of The Surge Affect. Uh, today's episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about um, uh, Israel and Palestine and uh, what has transpired in the last few days. Uh, before we get started, I'm going to mention a couple of my sponsors and get that uh, going. Our first sponsor is Love My Legs Own Sound, Grey Bruce. Click on their link below and head on over to their Facebook page and check out all the leggings that they have to offer. They have three different styles of waistbands. And to top it off, they are the only lifetime guarantee in the business. So head on over to their Facebook page and check out all the different leggings they have to offer. And our second sponsor is He Shirts, She Shirts. Now, He Shirts, She Shirts, head on over to their uh, webpage, click on their link below in the description, and you will see that they have all kinds of clothing. They have, they have hats, they have shirts, they have pants, winter's stuff, they have everything, as well as T-shirts. But they are more than just a T-shirt company. So head on over to them and check out what they have to offer. All right, so let's get started on today's podcast. A lot of stuff going on in the news these days. And I just want to give you a heads up before I play this first video. It is graphic because what happened the other day was Hamas uh, went across the border in Gaza. Hamas, that they are a terrorist organization. They went across the border using uh, paragliders and they dropped in on a peace rally of about 260 foreigners as well as Israelis, but there was German people in there, Canadian, uh, American. Um, anyway, the aftermath of that, I'm going to show you just a little bit of it. So please, like I said, um, it's graphic, so I'm giving you a heads up. So this is the very first video I'm going to show you, and then I'm going to show you the response uh, by uh, Pierre Polyev and uh, Pierre, who's the um, opposition leader in Canada here, as well as Trudeau, uh, the Prime Minister, of course, uh, what he has to say about it. And then I'm going to show you a few other videos along the way, and uh, we'll get into the podcast. So like I said, the very first one is Hamas. Here we go.
Okay, so people can say what they want. They, they're going to have pros and cons. You're going to have people that are for and against. You're going to have people that are for Palestine. Well, actually, Palestinians and Hamas are two different things, okay? That's one thing. Right out, Look at that right out of the road. Just because people are Palestinian doesn't mean that they're terrorists. Just like um, just because there are LGBTQ in the United States or in Canada doesn't mean that everyone is LGBTQ, right? So that kind of separates. But Hamas, as far as I'm concerned, are terrorists. They, when they do terrorist, terrorist actions, um, then they're terrorists. I mean, they went in, dropped into a peace rally, a peace rally, and basically slaughtered these people. They, these people weren't military. They weren't combatants. They weren't any threat. They had no weapons, but these people slaughtered them, and it was disgusting. That happened just the other day. Um, there has been um, protests in our streets here in Toronto, um, in Ottawa, Edmonton, all over Canada. There have been protests, of course, in the States and everything else as well. And uh, like I said, there's going to be people for and people against. But what I am against is human beings killing other innocent human beings. I'm against that. And if you had a problem with that, then I don't know what to tell you. But uh, I'm going to explain about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict a little bit later on towards the end of the video. I'm going to put a little piece together and you can watch it. A lot of people are confused, maybe confused how it all started and why it started and why it is the way it is. And then I'll let you decide. I'm not going to make up your mind for you. You can you can make up your own mind uh, from the information that I pop out in this video. But I'm just going to play through these videos here for you. Like I said, here's Pierre Polyev. Um, he's talking with uh, about basically what you just saw and the massacre that occurred in Israel just a few days ago. Um, so here's Pierre Polyev. A combination of heartbreak and outrage that I join with all of you here today. Heartbreak for the innocent mothers, babies, grandparents, partygoers, peace activists who suddenly and inexplicably lost their lives at the hands of an unprecedented terrorist attack and outrage at the attackers. And so, in starting my remarks tonight, let me be explicitly clear. Hamas is not a militant organization. It is not an activist organization. It is surely not a government. It is a sadistic, demonic, genocidal, terrorist death cult and it must be defeated and destroyed. The incredible carnage that this terrorist death call has unleashed in the last 72 hours would be bad enough were it not for the apparent pleasure and sadistic pride with which it was carried out. And so I say to those who might not perhaps have strong opinions about the Middle East, what kind of organization would carry out 
such hideous violence against such obviously innocent people and do it in the most cruel and odious manner and then willingly publicize it for all the world to see. This is evil in its purest form and that evil must be defeated. Hamas does not speak for the Palestinian people, it does not speak for Muslims, and it surely does not speak for Canadians. And that is why I unreservedly condemn any and all who took part in the disgusting celebrations that we have seen on our streets. So there's Pierre Polyev, um, his statement the other day, and our next statement. And here, before I put uh, Trudeau up here, like, here's a clip from the National Post the other day. CBC tells journalists to not call Hamas terrorists in a leaked memo. I mean, are you, are you shitting me? I mean, they called the trucker convoy domestic terrorists, and they're not calling these people terrorists? Like, you're, you're out of your frickin' minds. It, it's insane to me. The hell they're thinking. But uh, anyway, like I said, here's uh, Bruce Trudeau. He's going to say his little piece. Let me begin by being absolutely clear. Canada, unequivocally and in the strongest possible terms, condemns these terrorist attacks perpetrated by Hamas. We stand with Israel and reaffirm our support for Israel's right to defend itself in accordance with international law. Le Canada condamne sans équivoque les attaques condemns the terrorist attacks committed by Hamas. We are in solidarity with Israel and we support the right of Israel to defend itself according to international law. brutal and horrific. We heard stories of people who were there at the music festival for peace when gunmen started shooting. We saw images of parents shielding their children to protect them from rockets. Women and kids have been forced out of their homes and kidnapped. The images and the imagining what it must have been. Middle of the night, doors were kicked in. People ripped from their beds unimaginable. We know that even Holocaust, Holocaust survivors were kidnapped. The indiscriminate killing of civilians, the sexual violence, the violence against women, children, and elderly people, these acts are sickening and completely unimaginable. On demande la libération we ask for the immediate freedom of the hostages and that they be treated according so there's Trudeau basically saying what everyone else thinks as well just like Pierre Polyev for human beings to do this to other human beings um, it's it's horrific uh, to say the least um, like I said these are not combatants they're not uh, in the military, they're not soldiers, they're not, 
they're just peaceful people that were just enjoying a actual peace rally, and they were slaughtered by these by the Hamas terrorists is what they are terrorists they create terror. Okay, so what ensued after that was all like I said, all through Canada there were people in the streets, uh, Palestinian uh, people protesting. There was people on the Israeli side protesting. It's, like I said, you, you're going to have this clashing going on when this happens. Uh, this this happened all over the world. So this is actually uh, in Austria. This little clip I'll show you here. And this is a uh, protest kind of broke out. So here's uh, Austria. So that's Austria, and uh, it went on for a while. And the next little clip I'm going to show you, this is in France. This is France. So that's France. Um, major protests in France. I'm going to show you another little clip here of uh, a couple of ladies are taking down posters that were uh, put up by people in England and uh, people of, that were went missing and are missing and they were um, at the festival over in Israel. Um, so family members put these up for other people to see, I guess. So and these women were taking them down. This is fucking outrageous. What's outrageous? You. Why don't you do something for Palestine? Why don't you do me? This is for Palestine. We the help of Palestine. Okay, what about the children in Palestine? Yeah, so now that girl just said, what about the children in Palestine? But uh, sometimes people fail to realize, too, that Hamas, they are using people as human shields, right? They're using Palestinian children as human shields as well. So it's like, how to explain it? It'd be like somebody breaking into your house. If somebody broke into your house, do you have the right to defend your house? I would think yes. So if you go to defend yourself, but the person that just attacked your house ran into their house and then surround themselves with, with all their kids and said they had 10 kids, and you try to retaliate, but they're hiding behind their kids. Basically, that's what Hamas is doing. They're hiding. They're hiding with the population of the Palestinians as well when they when they do things. But this has been going on for a long time, folks. A long, long time. And I'm going to explain a little bit more in detail um, how it came to be and how Palestine, Palestinians and, and uh, Jewish and uh, even Catholic, because there was all three of them at one point, um, a long time ago. Um, it wasn't the it was the Ottoman Empire, believe it or not, before Palestinians and the Jews um, are were in what they're into right now. So uh, and then after that, it kind of and the British Empire owned it after that. So uh, anyway, I'll explain that a little bit later. 
Um, anyway, I want to show you this other little clip here. Just, uh, I, thought, I found this very fascinating, and um, this man here makes you think. He, he makes you. He makes you think about uh, this stuff. So uh, I'll let you listen to what he has to say. Despite what you might be thinking, these two circles are not equal. I repeat, these two circles are not equal. One is, in fact, larger than the other. What I need you to do is determine which one that is. So, please raise your hand if you believe the blue circle is larger than the red. Alright. Please raise your hand if you believe the red circle is larger than the blue. Alright, very good. Now, before I said anything about these two circles, what was your first instinct? Equal, right? Because they look equal. And the reason why they look equal is because, in fact, they are equal. These two circles are identical. <laughs> Yet I got just about every one of you to raise your hand and say that they're not. So what do we learn? That you can be manipulated like that to believe in something that goes against your natural instinct. Just, just imagine, just imagine as a child you're taught that the blue circle is larger than the red. If you say it enough times, you convince yourself that's the truth. If you're told the lie enough times, it becomes part of your reality. And if enough people are taught that lie, that the blue circle is larger than the red, well now it becomes part of the culture. And if that culture then passes that misinformation along to the next generation, well now it becomes... Despite what you might be so, thinking... These just like he said, right? You, this, goes, this goes on and on and on. And this is what's transpired in all kinds of areas uh, throughout the globe with wars and why you know they started and why do they keep going on because this thing is perpetual it keeps going on but if you take some young child and teach them bad things then they're going to grow up to believe those bad things want to do bad things children are innocent we all know this so we are learned we are we are we are we are uh, taught things and we learn things throughout our whole life and you can be good or you can be bad and um this is what transpires when when uh, people are taught something over and over and over and over again. So here's a, um, a little tweet by uh, just give you an example about what I'm talking about. Tweet by uh, Kyle Becker. Um, right now, I am preparing to be a suicide bomber. The one kid says, uh, "With Allah's help, I will fight for ISIS and the Islamic State. I am ready to stab a Jew and drive a car over them." We have to constantly stab them, drive over them, and shoot them. Stabbing and running over Jews brings dignity to the Palestinians. Palestinian, Palestinian children are taught to hate. If you want to be free, the Palestinian, free the Palestinians, you must free their children's minds from hate. How true is that? You have to free their minds because they're going to keep doing the same thing over and over again. So from that tweet... You're going to say, oh, I don't, I don't believe that. That's not true. Well, that tweet is, there's a video with that treat, uh, tweet, and here's that video, and here's what these kids are saying. This is exactly what they're saying. بعلمونا ان الاقصى لنا وقلنا يعني يعني لنا فلسطين والاراضي كلها لنا لانه لانهم بسبب كذبهم وانتهاكاتهم انهم يقولون ان الهيكل تحت المسجد الاقصى ولا مره انه يكون الهيكل تحت المسجد الاقصى انا اقرا اليهود اه بعد 
that little young boy saying, you know, I hate Jews. I, I hate the Jews. He's just a little kid. Where did he hear that from? Obviously, from other people telling him the same thing over again. You know, and then this little, little fellow here says, yes, they teach us that the Zionists are our enemy. See, he's saying they teach us in school that Jews are fickle and they're bad people, so they teach yeah. that in school. This is part of their curriculum in school to learn this stuff. That's unreal, isn't it? Eh? When you hear that, I know they're speaking, of course, and they're in Palestinian, but it's unreal. These these young kids saying what they're saying, just what uh, they're taught, and they and they see this over and over and over again, and that's what happens, right? This this hate, this hate that occurs, it's unreal. So here's another clip, and it's it's a, another about hate, and uh, you can read what they what these guys are saying back and forth to each other in this clip. You'll you'll hear what they're saying. It's uh, it's unreal. So uh, have a listen. I want to so there you go there's another hate hate uh video i mean it's unreal this is what happens over and over again um you wonder why people can't live in peace can't live in peace because somebody hates somebody for whatever religious purposes or you, know, you pray to a different god or your different skin color or you you know i just don't understand it it's just one of those one of those days where i'm putting this stuff all together and it's just uh it hurts the hurts the heart I think what kind of a world kind of a world are we living leaving for our children here and uh this has been going on for hundreds thousands of years on this planet humans can't even get along human beings it's ridiculous um anyway so there's hamas you know they were saying the other day about um they were saying about uh oh they're you know they don't have any water and no food and you know on the gaza strip but uh here's charlie kirk he just posted this the other day. He said, here's the answer for all those saying Israel is cutting off Gaza. He said, uh, nah, they were happy to do it themselves and made a hype video to prove it. 
Hamas using a hundred million dollar water pipeline paid by for the e, by the EU and turned it into missiles to fire at the civilians. And uh, Charlie Kirk just posted that the other day, and this is the video that went with it. You'll be able to watch it here as soon as as soon as I cue this up. This went along with his tweet. So you get the idea. They dug up the pipes and they built missiles and uh, used them for uh, rockets to drop in on, on Israel. So like I said, this has been going back and forth and back and forth um, for a long time. I am going to show you a little video compilation of uh, how this whole thing kind of uh, got going back in the day and um, the present day to give you a better understanding. So just when I go ahead and send this off, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send this off here in about two shakes. And um, like I said, hopefully you'll have a better understanding of, uh, of uh, what happened in Israel in the Palestinian area in the Middle East. Um, in that area. Okay, so uh, check this out. World War One: The Question of Palestine. The Ottoman Empire had controlled the, that part of the Middle East from the early 16th century until control of most of the region was granted to the British after World War One. Both Israel and Palestinians were struggling for self-determination and sovereignty over the territory, developing respective movements for their causes. As World War I began, several controversial diplomatic efforts, some contradicting each other, by the great powers, tried to shape the map of the modern Middle East, including the Palestinian territories. Palestinians' cities and series of letters in 19... 15 to 1916 between Mecca's Emir and the British High Commissioner in Egypt, known as Mehman Hussein Correspondence, is outlining a promise of an independent Arab state. The Gaza Strip and its history. In 1916, the Sykes-Picot Agreement secretly negotiated between British Britain, Britain and France pl planning to carve up the Middle East into spheres of influence and determine that the land in question was to be internationalized. In 1917, British Foreign Sovereign uh, Secretary Lord Arthur Balfour expressed his government support for the establishment in Palestine of a national home for the Jewish people. In a letter to Baron Walter Rothschild, the head of the British wing of the influential European Jewish banking family, to, Israel, to Israelis, the missive marks a former utterance of the Israeli state right to exist. To Palestinians, it was an early sign of their disposition. 
The declaration also noted that it was clearly understood that nothing shall be done which may prejudice the civil and religious rights of existing non-Jewish communities in Palestine, nodding to the overwhelming majority Arab population in the region at the time. About 90% of the population was Muslim in 1850 and about 80% in 1914. Large-scale Jewish immigration followed the succeeding decades, including during Nazi persecution and the Holocaust. Both sides continued to assert their right to establish a state. In 1948, Israel declares its independence. After World War II, nearing the end of the British Mandate for Palestine, United Nations General Assembly in 1947 passes a resolution 181 urging the partition of the land into two independent states, one Arab and one Jewish. Religiously significant, Jerusalem is to be under special international administration. The plan is not implemented after the Arab side rejects it, arguing it is unfavorable to their majority population and violence in the regional conflict grows. After Israel declares its independence in May of 1948, the next day, a coalition of Arab states allied with Palestinian factions attack Israel forces to what becomes the first of several Arab-Israel wars. In the end, Israel gained control of an even larger portion of its territory, not including the areas of the West Bank and the Gaza Strip, an estimated 700,000 Palestinians flee or are driven from their land in what Palestinians refer to as the Nakba, or catastrophe in Arabic. June 1967, 1967 war. In June of 1967, a war known as the Six-Day War, or the 1967 Arab-Israeli War, breaks out amid lingering conflicts including Egypt's continued blockade of shipping into the Gulf of Aqaba. Israel's warplanes strike Egyptian airfields and Israeli ground forces enter the Sinai Peninsula. Jordan joins in and the fighting alongside Egypt, but Israel's forces have the upper hand after nearly wiping out Egypt's air force power. Israel takes control of the Gaza Strip, the Sinai, and the West Bank the Golan Heights, and predominantly Palestinian east of Jerusalem. The Arab armies suffer massive losses. In September of 1972, during the Munich Olympic Games, there was an attack. In 1972 Munich Summer Olympics, a group of Palestinian extremists from the Black September group raid the Olympic Village dorm where Israeli athletes were housed. They killed two athletes. They take nine others as hostages, of whom all were killed soon after. October 1973, Yom Kippur War. A coalition of Arab nations led by Egypt and Syria launched a surprise coordinated attack on Israel on Yom Kippur, or Yom Kippur, a Jewish holy day. The Arab forces initially gained ground but are driven back by an Israeli counteroffensive aided by supplies from allies including the United States. Both sides see heavy death tolls. September 1978, the Camp David Accords 
a peace agreement between Egyptian President Anwar Sadat and Israeli Prime Minister Menachem Begin, known as the Camp David Accords, is broken in September 1978 by U.S. President Jimmy Carter. It lays the foundation to a peace deal between the two countries the next year, including Israel's eventual withdrawal from the Sinai Peninsula. It also sets out a framework for a process of Palestinian self-government in the West Bank and Gaza. Potential Palestinians' peace proposals are discussed but never carried out. December 1987, the first Intifada, a Palestinian uprising or Intifada brings large spontaneous clashes, protests and civil disobedience against Israel occupation in the West Bank, Gaza and Israel, leading to harsh Israeli military crackdowns. Unrest continues for years with many killed or injured on both sides. In 1993, the Oslo Accords, the first of two pacts known as the Oslo Accords, are signed between Israel, Israel and the Palestine Liberation Organization, or the PLO. Selling out a peace process based in previous UN resolutions and charting the expansion of a limited Palestine self-rule in the West Bank and Gaza Strip, a follow-up uh, accord is signed in 1995. The agreements create the Palestinian Authority to oversee most administrative affairs in those areas. The PLO is recognized by Israel and the United States as a negotiating partner. Left unresolved, however, are key issues such as Israeli settlements in the West Bank and the status of Jerusalem, which is viewed by Palestinians as the capital of any future state. 1995, Prime Minister Yitzhak Rabin, he's assassinated. On November 4th, 1995, Yitzhak Rabin, 73, the fifth Prime Minister of Israel, is fatally shot in the back by a right-wing Jewish extremist who aimed to derail the peace process with Palestinians. Rabin was departing a peace rally attended by more than 100,000 people in Tel Aviv. The shooter, Yigal Amir, was in his 20s, opposed the Oslo Accords on religious grounds, telling police that he acted on the orders of God to stop Holy Land from being handed to the Palestinians. He has never expressed regret for killing and is still serving his life sentence. 2000 is the second intifada. The second intifada, or Palestinians uprising, begins after riots broke out following a visit by right-wing Israeli political figure Ariel Sharon, later prime minister to a compound in Jerusalem, was a venerated in Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. Clashes and other violence continues until 2005, leaving hundreds dead on both sides. In 2006, Hamas is elected in Gaza. Israeli, uh, Israel withdraws its troops from Gaza in 2005, and the Palestinians militant group Hamas wins legislative elections the next year, leading to political strains with the more moderate Fatah party controlling the West, Blank, West Bank. After Hamas's 2007 takeover of the Gaza Strip, Israel imposes a 16-year blockade on the small, overcrowded Palestinian enclave that is home to 
2 million Palestinians. Limiting the mobility of the goods and people in and out of the territory, Israel has deepened Gaza's humanitarian crisis. The United Nations says most Gazans live in refugee camps and rely on UN rations. December 2008, Israel attacks Gaza. Israel begins three weeks of attacking on Gaza after rocket barrages into Israel by Palestinian militants who are supplied with tunnels from Egypt. More than 1,110 Palestinians, at least 13 Israelis, are killed. November 2012, Israel kills Hamas military chief. Israel kills Hamas military chief Ahmad Jabari, touching off more than a week of rocket fire from Gaza and Israel airstrikes. At least 150 Palestinians and six Israelis are killed. In the summer of 2014, Hamas kills three Israeli teenagers. Hamas militants killed three Israeli teenagers kidnapped near a Jewish settlement in the West Bank, prompting an Israeli military response. Hamas answers with rocket attacks from Gaza, and a seven-week conflict leaves more than 2,200 Palestinians dead in Gaza and 73 dead on the Israeli side. December 2017, the United States recognized Jerusalem as its capital. The Trump administration recognized Jerusalem as the capital of Israel and announced that it plans to shift the United States Embassy from Tel Aviv, stirring outrage from the Palestinians. In 2018, protests in Gaza protests took, took or take place from Gaza along the fence with Israel, including demonstrators hurling rocks and gasoline bombs across the borders. Israel, Israeli troops kill more than 170 protesters over several months in November. Israel stages a covert raid into Gaza. At least seven suspected Palestinian militants and a senior Israeli officer are killed from Gaza. Hundreds of rockets are fired into Israel. In May of 2021, Israeli police raid Aqsa Mosque. After weeks of tension in Jerusalem led to the Israeli police raiding Al-Aqsa Mosque, one of the holiest sites in Islam. Hamas fires thousands of rockets towards the city, prompting Israel to retaliate with hundreds of airstrikes in the fiercest fighting since 2014. More than 200 are killed in Gaza and at least 10 killed in Israel. In the spring of 2022, string of terrorist attacks in Israel, a spate of violence on Israel, Israelis by Palestinians leaves 14 Israelis dead in the hands of a handful of attacks between March 22nd and April 8th. In response, Israel clamps down on militants and activists and launches the Break the Wave military operation in the West Bank, which makes 2022 a particularly deadly war. Israeli forces killed 146 Palestinians in the West Bank in 2022, a death toll higher than at any other year. Since the United Nations began keeping records in 2020, 2005, Israeli Foreign Minister says Palestinians killed 29 Israelis that year. December 2022, Netanyahu sworn in for his sixth term. 
Benjamin Netanyahu is sworn in again as Israeli's prime minister after winning an election that gives him his sixth term and elevates a once fringe block of far-right politicians into powerful seats. He cobbles together the most far-right government in, in Israeli history, which critics say has begun to crush any prospect of a two-state solution. It's also the most pro-settler government, which some members encourage an expansion in settlement activity in occupied Palestinian territories. Settler violence against Palestinian civilians with settlers emboldened by the government surges too. January 2023, Israelis raid on Jenin. Israeli forces raid the Palestinian city of Jenin, killing nine people in a shootout. The next day, a Palestinian gunman kills seven people, including children, during prayer at the East Jerusalem Synagogue. Summer of 2023, retaliatory attacks flare. And it's basically a tit-for-tat attacks flare. Tit-for-tat, back and forth. Israeli launches surprise attacks across the Gaza Strip in many, killing three top militants and ten others, including women and children. And health officials say that set up a five-day bout of violence that kills at least 33 people in Gaza and two in Israel. And on June 19th, Israeli forces raid Jenin, deploying the helicopter gunships to the West Bank for the first time since the Second Intifada. The next day, two Hamas gunmen opened fire at a Hamas restaurant at an Israel settlement, killing four Israelis. Hundreds of Israeli Israel settlers then rampaged through the Palestinian villages, torching homes and cars and shooting at residents. According to local officials, Israeli Israel also carries out its first drone strike in the West Bank in 2006, killing three suspected militants. In July, Israel stages an air and ground attack with 1,000 soldiers backed by drone strikes against a refugee camp inside Jenin, killing 12 people. The operation marks the start of an extensive counterterrorism effort that the Israeli Defense Forces say will continue indefinitely. October 2023, Israel says it's at war with Hamas. Netanyahu formally declares war on Hamas on October the 8th following a surprise assault by Hamas militants that came a day after the 50th anniversary of the start of the 1973 Yom Kippur War. Israel Air Force begins striking Hamas targets in Gaza after Hamas militants infiltrate Israel territory from the Gaza Strip, including including by paraglider and over the sea, Israel military leaders say. Israel says at least 1,200 Israelis have been killed in the surprise attack by the saw gunmen hunting down Israel civilians and their homes by homes around border areas. A major counterattack of airstrikes by Israel in Gaza kills more than 1,000 Palestinians. Three days into the fighting, Israel commanders say they are gaining control of the border around the Gaza Strip and are preparing major military action to change the reality there. And the United States pledges its full support for the up-and-coming Israel offensive.
Well, that's it for today's podcast. Um, I hope everything was kind of explained in a nutshell to you in regards to uh, Israel and Palestine and uh, the history uh, leading up to it. Like I said, you know, you're going to have people on both sides and they're, you know, for and against. What I'm against is terrorism. Terrorism. Terrorists killing innocent human beings. Um, Like I said, they're not combatants. They're not uh, soldiers. They don't have weapons. Um, it's just barbaric, and um, I just I just wish they would all get things sorted out, not just in that part of the world, but in all parts of the world. We all have to live on this big blue ball that's hurling through space, and if anything happens to it, we're all done. All. We're all done. So anyway, with that being said, thanks again for tuning in to the Surge Effect Please don't forget to like and subscribe. Click the little bell, like I said, and you will be notified when I upload new video content. And you'll be sent an email immediately and notified on your uh, on your YouTube immediately. And uh, hopefully keep current. Um, if you uh, haven't already um, subscribed, please do that. And don't forget to like um, like my uh, videos because it helps with the algorithm with YouTube and it kind of moves you up or down in the list. Um, I can be found on Rumble as well and I can also be uh, found on uh, Android and Apple uh, apps for podcast apps. Just type in The Surge Affect and you will see my black TSA with my microphone and you'll find me real fast. Um, Hopefully I've um, giving you some knowledge that you maybe didn't have before, a little bit of an understanding. Uh, feel free to leave comments in the, in the uh, below in the video. I may or may not respond, uh, but hopefully I'll read them and maybe I'll get a better understanding of where you're from. Like I said, uh, there's a lot of bad shit going on in this world, but uh, we need to get along. We need to get along better, and uh, we need to do better, and uh, we need to love each other maybe just a little bit more. Until next time, everyone, please have yourself a great day. Cheers. This episode sponsored by He Shirts, She Shirts. Go to www.heshirtsshe-shirts.ca. Just type in the letters TSA, the surge effect. When you check out, type in TSA for your coupon and receive 10% off your next purchase. Thanks for listening to today's podcast, everybody. 